What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Um, I took the last week off, mainly because I forgot to actually record this. Um, This is kind of like a little side thing to my main YouTube channel, and um, I do a similar thing with my Anime Casuals uh, podcast as well. So usually I will uh, record them together so I don't forget, and uh, I did not record them together, and so I forgot. So I will not be making that mistake again. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful day out here over in Texas. And I thought I would just give, uh, I thought I would just rant a little bit. Um, not bad rant, not good rant, you know, nothing like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I just did a podcast uh, appearance the other day. Or I don't know what you call those things, but I, I was a guest on a podcast called the Cold Turkey Podcast, which I'll leave a link in the description. It won't be coming out till like January think Alex said January 19th or something like that. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, this, uh, this guy named Alex does, uh, you know, has been sober for a while. Um, you know, has just interviews people about sobriety, different things like that. And, um, and for people that are just listening for the first time, I was, uh, I've been sober for about a year and a half. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been pretty interesting. An interesting ride. Um, so yeah, I, I talked to him about that and all kinds of stuff. We kind of got on a tangent at one point, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's what podcasts are for, right? And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I was telling him about my philosophy on life, which is, you know, uh, I, I kind of look at life as kind of like a fight, right? Um, and he, you know, very politely kind of gave a different uh, perspective on it in terms of, you know, uh, but it's sometimes you kind of have to kind of have to know when, you know, it's out of your hands. Right. So, you know, cause that's, that's, that's ultimately kind of a part of it, right. Is letting go of your past. Um, and you know, it, it helps with sobriety to a certain extent cause you're, you know, you kind of let go what you can't control. And, you know, the one thing that you can control is you drinking, right? So, you know, it was an interesting conversation. It was uh, it was really cool. But, you know, that really uh, kind of took me aback and it made me realize why it's so important to talk to different people, right? Because if you, if you live in like this echo chamber of thought, right, that you'll never really, uh, you'll never be challenged or, you know, it wasn't super challenged or anything like that. It was just kind of a different point of view to look at things and, uh you know, if you live in this one little box, you're going to only see things that way and you'll never, um, you know, to a certain extent, your ideas get kind of dull, right? You know, because once they're actually challenged by somebody, that's why I feel like it's very important to talk to people because you start to refine your opinion a little bit more. You start to, you know, you start to uh, see different sides of this thing that we call life or sobriety or mental health or, you know, physical health, you know, all all that kind of stuff. So you get to see different sides of things and then your opinion starts to get more refined to the point where if somebody does challenge you on it, it becomes harder for them to challenge you. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you should be like a bulletproof, you know, bulletproof glass, you know, it's (laughs) your opinion, uh, you know, now that your opinion has been sifted through, you're totally fine. No, I mean, I just mean that it's it's good to to keep an open mind about things and be able to talk to people because it's really, I mean that's really what life's all about to a certain extent. And this is coming from an introvert who has social anxiety, so it's not, 
it's not like uh you know i want to be doing these things if i had my way i'd be at home you know just kind of chilling and i mean granted i did all this at home but you know i wouldn't be talking to people right so yeah i mean it was a pre- it was a pretty good podcast um but yeah and even though it was a good podcast i still kind of had that after uh, after event social anxiety kind of thing that i i've been speaking about for a while where it's like you know, you start judging yourself, all that kind of stuff. And instead of hitting a, you know, hitting a hole like I did last time, um, and maybe I should recap real quick. So uh, two weeks ago, two two weeks, two or three weeks ago, I had a guest on my mental health chats, and um, everything was going fine. But I kind of went off script a little bit because I was having, I, I felt like I was kind of in the, we, I guess you could call it like a, a flow state or, you know, something like that. I was just really connecting with them, and uh, they were. Uh, you know, they're, they're pretty similar in age, uh, very accomplished and all that kind of stuff. So I really wanted to pick their brain about things that I, I didn't really think about uh, writing down, you know, until I started talking to them. So, yeah, it's uh, and, you know, because I got off script, I felt like I failed and all this kind of stuff and went down like a, you know, went down a hole at one point. Um, and my anger kind of, kind of started coming up because that's one of the big uh that's one of the the main triggers of my anger is feeling small, feeling like, uh, you know, I'm powerless in a situation. And so, you know, and which exactly contradicts what Alex said on that cold Turkey podcast. Right. Um, it, it is something that I still deal with though. And, you know, after Alex's podcast, I, um, I kind of, I, instead of lingering on it, I went straight to like a mindless activity. So I started playing video games a little bit. Um, you know, start taught with my friends. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely got a lot better. You know, I, I, I didn't, I, I let the, the dust settle a little bit before I started kind of thinking about the appearance. So it, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's important to kind of set, set up those things and, you know, kind of learn from your mistakes. Cause it, it, you know, my anger has always been one of those things that, uh, I really don't like. Um, and it's one of those things that I really don't like to acknowledge either because, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm like 6'2", 6'3", you know, 280, 290 pounds, something like that. And it's not something that I like to acknowledge all that much because I, I feel like it's, uh, it's, more, it's more prevalent or it's more uh, noticeable because I'm so big. And so, you know, whereas like a little person gets <laughs> a little person, you know, somebody that's like maybe like 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, gets angry and you're just like, oh. He's getting angry, you know, whereas if I get angry, it, it looks a lot, it looks a lot worse, right? Um, and, you know, it's just something, and obviously, and also it, 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 it does stem from like, uh, from my father, my father had quite a big anger problem. And so, uh, you know, it's not exactly something I like to admit or something I like to really, uh, hugely talk about because it, it I have this kind of reputation amongst people of being very open-minded, of being very, um, you know, being very uh, easy to talk to, um, being very non-confrontational. But I'm definitely like a bottle upper, or I, I don't know how to say this word, but <laughs> I bottle things up. Uh, I made up a word today. Great. Um, but, you know, I, I bottle things up quite a bit. And, you know, when the cap comes off that bottle, man, you better be like 60 feet away because that that thing's gonna get you so 
you know, I've been, you know, I, I guess I hadn't really been thinking about my anger quite a bit because it really hasn't come up. Um, I just haven't been in a, a lot of situations where my anger has just been, you know, through the roof or, you know, anything like that. So for me, it was really hard to, you know, come to terms with that, that I still had this anger in my heart, uh, you know, kind of residuals from uh, my relationship with my dad, which his, uh, the anniversary of his death is tomorrow or the 20, I think it's the 28th of December. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, and my birthday, my birthday was on Christmas Eve. So he died about four days after my birthday. And so, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if it's a direct correlation to that. Like his, the anniversary of his death is coming up and, you know, around this time I kind of think about him a little bit more or if it, you know, if it was just, you know, I just got triggered after that whole thing. But yeah, it's it's super important to try and get. Well, I, uh, I just want to say this. So I, I've been thinking about triggers a lot lately. Right. And, you know, you you hear about trigger warnings, you hear about, um, you know, and by the way, those I'm totally fine with that, especially if it's a really hard trigger like suicide or something like that. But. I also, whenever I hear people say they're triggered now, it, it almost seems like, I, it almost seems like they have a lack of understanding of what a trigger is. Because um, I'll give you an example. I had two very prominent triggers. I actually don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast. So if I have, I apologize. But I had two prominent triggers when I got out of the mental health hospital in 2011 was uh, hopelessness. Uh, so the word hopeless or the word hopelessness and disappointment. Uh, hopelessness because that was the word that I was, um, when I was, uh, manic and not getting very much sleep, I was hallucinating that word on the wall written in, you know, red or blood and disappointment because of my father. Um, you know, I always felt like he was disappointed in me. I didn't play football, even though I'm Samoan, I didn't do this. I didn't go to a university at first, you know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, disappointment was, uh, those, those two were my trigger words. Now, how often have you said those words in real life in a sentence? Hopeless, probably, probably quite a bit. Disappointment, yeah, probably quite a bit. So it wasn't like I could just tell everybody, hey, could you stop saying disappointment and hopeless in front of me? Probably not. It's not, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to do. It's not practical, you know? Those are very descriptive. Those are, uh, you know, some very good descriptive words for things, right? You know, my team lost. I'm so disappointed. You know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna try and replace that word with something else and be like, oh man, I really wish my team would have won. I'm so heated up about this. You know, you you don't when you get triggers or when you have triggers. I think the best thing to do is actually address them right? Not just tell people, hey, don't say this in front of me, you know? <laughs> um, now, of course, if, if somebody's being a dick, you know, that's a different story. But if somebody's just saying it in a sentence, right, then you have to address that. And so whenever I hear people say, oh, that triggers me, don't say that, don't, you know, don't do this. It's like, you know, well, what are you doing to work on it? You know, that's kind of what I want to ask them sometimes, you know? Um, especially my generation, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial and Gen Z, uh, I think that's the next uh, generation. I can't remember, but you know, it, it, it kind of frustrates me because if these people had, uh, somewhat of an understanding or had, 
you know, met with a mental health professional, then they would say the same thing. Like you need to work on, we need to uh, work on this through things like uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, critically thinking about what happens when this trigger comes up. Um, you know, in my case, it was more like exposure therapy. So um, working on, uh, you know, working on the, what happens to me when, when I hear that word, like out of context, just hearing the word hopeless, just hearing the word disappoint, uh, disappointment, disappointed. Um, and I had to, you know, really work on that because those are two very big words in the English language. Um, you don't just get to tell people, hey, don't say this in front of me. Yeah, of course, you can say that in front of your family and all that kind of stuff. But also that kind of leaves, it kind of makes people walk on eggshells around you. And I really didn't want that. I, I you know, I want to be as, hmm, I don't, I don't think normal is the way to, 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 like the great word for it. But it's not like I want people to treat me like I'm on a pedestal. You know, I just never, really never wanted that. And so... For me, I had to kind of learn how to, you know, go through that. You know, same thing with social anxiety, right? Let's say my trigger is being in social events. You know, what am I going to tell people? Like, hey, uh, I still want you to invite me to events, but don't expect me to come. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, no, I mean, you know, there, there's, listen, I, I have uh, immense, uh, I have immense empathy for people that are, that have triggers that, you know, really wreck them. But I feel like the word has kind of lost its touch, you know, it's lost its, uh, like it's lost all the weight, weight to it, you know, because people just use it so often. Oh, trigger warning. Oh, trigger alert. You know, and people use it as, as a way to make fun of people with that. And then the people that they're making fun of also use it pretty haphazardly. Right. And it's like, you know, how are you going to have a real conversation with anybody if you don't address those? How are you going to make any growth if you don't address those? You know, um, like I'll, I'll give you a personal, per, uh, personal example right here. And, uh, you know, I was watching this person and they made a joke about uh, a joke partially, but also impartially about, uh, you know, about uh, dads beating their kids, which my dad was not like super into the beating category, but it was definitely into corporal punishment. So, um, so yeah, we, you know, I got hit quite a bit. Uh, the Samoan culture, that's a big thing. Um, but since I wasn't primarily in that, it was just like, that was kind of why I got really afraid whenever I had to go with him on Fridays and then uh, Saturday mornings, he would bring me back. But there was like this big anxiety in school that on Fridays where I just, be like, Oh crap, I got to go with dad. Um, and so you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I heard this person joking about that and I didn't just like say like, Hey, I freaking hate that guy. No, I turned off the program. Like I didn't, I didn't continue watching the program because, you know, it, it was on YouTube and, you know, the streaming services, you can choose something else to go to. You don't have to watch this thing that triggers you. Right. Um, but you know, eventually I got back to it. I started watching another program and I was like, Oh, you know, I guess it wasn't, uh, I guess this person doesn't just talk about that. Um, that's cool, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just in my mind when it first happened, I just remember this big swell of anger, you know, like, what about my dad? You know, just thinking about all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I have to take a step back from this. And granted, there are going to be times where somebody pushes you where you cannot get away from that. Right. So I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to like 
throw shade at that either, right? But if it's something on the TV, which I hear quite a bit, right? Like, oh my God, you need to cancel this show. You need to do this. You need to do that. Depending on what the situation is, right? Like, um, I'm trying to not. I'm trying not to do a hot take right now. But you know, there's that that movie Cuties that came out. That's, uh, you know, it's trying to say one thing, but it's also, uh, it's also showing little girls, you know, in provocative situations. Um, I'm not personally going to watch it. Um, but there are there is legitimate claim that this should be taken off of Netflix because it, you know, people don't want that out there. Um, totally get that. But if it's like a, um, let's say you get triggered by like Final Destination, okay? If you guys don't know what Final Destination is, it's like a group. It's like a big. I don't know how many Final Destinations are. are. There's too many. Um, there's more than there should be. That's for sure. Um, where basically these people, um, they all get wrecked. I, I I don't exactly know what it is, but it's basically like a death movie. Like people just get wrecked in this movie. It's just you know, and in some pretty creative ways, I gotta admit. Um, but you know, it's that's basically kind of what it's about. Um, I know there's more to this plot. I've never actually seen it. I've just seen, um, you know, random parts of it. You know, whether it's on TV or. Uh, when we were going at the drive-ins one time, I, I looked over and just somebody was getting wrecked by like uh, two trucks or something. I can't even remember it. But, you know, if you if that triggers you, you know, don't watch it, right? Um, you don't need to go out of your way to try and cancel this person's income, right? And, you know, like I said, there's there's a line to this, right? It really depends on what the media, uh, what the medium is. Um, I'll give you another example. I don't like the news. I don't like any news uh, outlet that is not a like third party kind of thing right like if it's not a excuse me if it's not like a youtuber i don't really like to watch the news right i don't like fox i don't like cnn i don't like msnbc i don't like any of those things but i'm also not calling for them to be canceled right because they man guys if you if you guys do like watching that stuff i highly recommend that um, no, I don't want to give a recommendation here. I, I just want to say that if you do watch that, you should be watching all of, uh, both sides of it because they're two very different stories that are put out there. And it's really tough because all of a sudden you start thinking to yourself, it, it, whatever side you align with, right? Um, all of a sudden you start looking at that person and you're just like, oh my God, those people, uh, you know, you start to belong to a tribe, right? That's where tribalism comes from. And you start to think that everybody, you know, everybody's like that. When you actually talk to people, though, out in the real world, like, uh, you know, I've talked to both sides in like, you know, in my retail gig. I mean, and by the way, the only reason why I know this is because they told me, you know, they. <laughs> it's not like I just assumed it, you know, oh, you have a Southern accent, you must be, you know, this or you, you know, you have a California, you have a Valley Girl accent, you must be this. Um you know, nothing like that. It was just, they straight up told me about their allegiances and I wouldn't have ever guessed it based off of what they were doing because they were just normal people. It's really the 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 fringes of these groups that are the loudest and uh, garner the most, uh, garner the most attention. You know, that's just kind of how we are, right? You, you look at the you look at the big things happening. You don't really, sometimes you forget about the small things that are happening, right? And you know, it, it, you know, example would be like, uh, if we're going to war, right? Yeah, that's a really big thing over there. But also, there's a lot of people that are homeless in like California right now, 
right? So there's a balance to doing that. You know, of course, you need to look at the fringes and make sure that they don't do some crazy stuff. But you also have to realize there's a big group of people that need um, that, you know, they, they just want to live their lives, man. And they, they just they vote depending on how they want to live their lives. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it um, you know, it, it's one of those things that really, uh, really irritates me because I like I said, you know, this whole trigger thing, it, it's gotten to the point where. Like even on my YouTube channel, it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, I gotta be careful about what I say about stuff because I get canceled. I'm like, I only have like 51, 52 subscribers. Like, why am I worried about getting canceled? <laughs> and then I was like, it could still happen, you know. It, it's uh, it's an interesting time that we live in, ladies and gentlemen, and anything in between. And you know, it's it, it's got me to the point where I, I'm kind of wondering what what happened you know, from 2011, because 2011 was not completely like this to now, right? So it's, you know, almost 10 years. And I I don't know, it it really kind of worries me for the future, because, you know, like my, I'll give you an example, like my, my Samoan cousins, they, man, if you don't have a, uh, if you don't have like a solid, uh, foundation of self-esteem, you're going to get wrecked. Like these people do not, they do not hold back when they're uh, roasting people. Like, man, they go hard. Uh, and like, it, you know, if you, if you get annoyed, if you act like you're going to like fight back or something like that, then they go even harder. They're like sharks in the water when they smell blood, like they will go after you. If they smell blood, if they smell, <laughs> if they, if they smell any, uh, any resentment from you, any, uh, any caving, they don't, they don't stop. And I think that was actually a good thing to be exposed to because I started realizing, I was like, man, like, you know, I started thinking like, if they need to start catering to me, like I have feelings, I have this. And I was just like, no, they don't like they, they technically don't, you know? And it doesn't mean that I ever have to, you know, if I wanted to, I don't have to see them again or anything, but they're freaking hilarious and I love them. And, uh, you know, it, it started making me wonder. I was like, I, I wonder if it's just an American, like, the culture here. Uh, that, I mean, and this gets back to my point, like, why you should talk to everybody. You know, I've talked to so many people over the last, you know, I mean, like, really talked to them uh, through my YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, hearing the different aspects of things and, you know, kind of figuring out, like, man, there's a... There's a lot of way to, ways to do things, man. There's a lot of ways to do things. There's a lot of ways to believe things. There's a lot of ways to tackle things. And, uh, you know, you have to be kind of open to that or else maybe you, you might miss something that could work for you. You know, maybe sobriety is not for you. It doesn't mean that that affects me in any way, right? Let's say you like to have a drink um, at the end of the week um, to raise your spirits. No problem with that right? Just because I'm sober does not mean you have to be sober. Just because you drink does not mean I have to drink. Just because um, I was addicted to marijuana does not mean you'll be addicted to marijuana, right? But we kind of have to figure out how to balance this stuff because people people just want to live their lives, man. You know, I like I said, working in retail for like nine years has really made me realize that, you know, sure, people can get political. Sure, people can get... Uh, aggressive sure people can get um you know i mean working in retail for nine years you definitely see some aggressive people but you know for the most part it 
people just want to live their lives and they just want to, they kind of just want to be left alone, <laughs> you know? And then there is kind of this idea that, you know, if somebody lives a different lifestyle than you, then that directly opposes yours, right? Like, I find that the weirdest one. You know, I guess I'll end off with this. I, f I find that the weirdest is, like, if somebody, like, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, most of my most of my friends, they smoke weed. Cool, right? That doesn't affect me because I knew that I needed to get sober. Now, at first, though, at first, I definitely got very judgmental. I don't want to, I don't want to say that I didn't. Um, at first, I was very judgmental. I was like, you know, I feel like sobriety is a way, guys. You know, <laughs> sorry, getting all evangelical about it. Like, sobriety is a way, guys. You gotta do this, do that. You know, uh, you know, I go to church. If you're not religious, it doesn't affect me. You know, it's like you you do what you got to do. You know, I I still want to hear from you. Like, I I really I so I hope nobody from church is listening to this, but I really want to talk to somebody that uh, follows like. Uh, like, I don't know what you call it, but Satanism, people that worship Satan, because I really want to hear how that affects their mental health. Like, is it working for them because they're in a community, that kind of thing? I've been really trying to search for somebody, and I really don't know how to find this without uh, seeing things that I don't want to see. Um, but yeah, that really excites me. It really excites me to see how they deal with mental health and see if that maybe could help one of my viewers, right? Because not uh, not all my viewers are are religious. You know, sure, there's some people that subscribe to me that are uh, from my church, but I also want to address things that, pe that people that aren't religious, that are secular, that are ag agnostic, that are, uh, you know, wh whatever your, your religion might be, you know, or whatever your uh, beliefs about religion might be. Uh, you know, so I want to have multiple people on and, you know, just because somebody believes in Satan doesn't mean that it really threatens me at all, you know, um, now could that eventually change? I don't really think so, but, you know, like I said, it's, I think as long as you have an open mind to things and as long as you realize that people can live their lives different ways, then, yeah, then I think that's kind of how you find balance in life. But like I said, it's it's a crazy time we live in now. You know, everybody's triggered. Everybody's, you know, this, everybody's that. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe one day we'll get back to kind of being able to actually have civil discourse again. But, you know, uh, until that day comes, guys, I've been lucky. Thank you for listening to the Mental Health Casual podcast. I am back. Uh, I'm back after a week hiatus. I hope you guys had a great Christmas and I hope you guys have a great new year and don't ever forget to keep it casual.